This is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you for tuning in to the Naked Humanity, Once the Meaning of Everything podcast. Today is episode number 32X, and in it, I'm going to elaborate on some themes we discussed in the last podcast, talk about loneliness and the unique individualism of the modern world. So if you haven't listened to my most recent conversation yet, go do that first if you want. It's a fantastic conversation. I highly recommend it if you're at all interested. Or if you have ever once experienced loneliness, definitely, definitely worth a listen. And there were a couple of things that we talked about throughout that podcast that I think are definitely worth revisiting. And especially I want to sort of lay it out in a more historical context to to tell you more about the um, history of how we ended up being in a uniquely, what we are seeing now is a somewhat a uniquely lonely world. You know, why are we, why are we in such a uniquely lonely world? So um, that is, that is the topic for today. I have a winner, of course, for the book drawing. Her name is Kelly Rigetti. Really exciting stuff. She wanted love poems from God, which is a common request. It's a fantastic book, a collection of poetry from mystic poets, starting with uh, Rumi and some other Sufi classics like Hafiz and some Christian mystics as well, such as Meister Eckhart and the Middle Ages and just a really brilliant book. So I'm very, very excited to be able to share that with her and with any of you who want to enter into the drawing. Uh, I have, anyway, there's a good chance you can win a book if you enter the drawing. Let me just, let me put it that way. I'll just put it that way. There's a good chance you can get a book. So that's very exciting. That's all I have. Uh, Again, we recently changed our name. Thank you for your patience. And now we're Naked Humanity. And isn't that exciting? It's very, very exciting. Moving into today's content, episode number 32X, the uniquely lonely world that we live in. You know, there's so much that goes into making our world today the way that it is. Uh, So first, I think the important thing to do is to bring up an example for contrast. What might our ancestors' lives have looked like? It's probably the case that they were very rarely lonely. Our ancient ancestors, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, before the advent of agriculture, you know, so they roved in tribes and bands. They were hunter-gatherers. They lived in tribes, and these tribes were, as our last guest, Ellie Pierce, mentioned, these tribes were much larger than the tribes of our greater ancestors, the primates, the great apes. Um, Their tribes were much bigger than this, but still um, vastly smaller than they are today. You know, they numbered in the hundreds, uh, 150, you know, a thousand or so, uh, but but they weren't anything like the scale we see today. Within these groups, however, it's it's pretty easy to know who a thousand people are, fifteen hundred people say, uh, especially if you live in that group your whole life, and so you were always held in a space of community, and you might long for a particular uh, friendship or want to jump up the hierarchy or think another dude or another lady is going to be a better partner for you. Um, and those things 
felt like loneliness, but they were more like what, again, Dr. Ellie Pierce described as transient loneliness. You know, they were very short lived. They weren't endemic states that people existed in for decades at a time or that people ended their lives in now today in the modern world. Um, Back then it was much more assured that you would be in a big group of people and you would have smaller groups within that group, but you were still uh, definitely a part of this community and you had this sense of belonging. And I also discussed how there was a shared narrative, right? You had the same purposes to survive and you talked about it in terms of the same stories. You know, you had the same creation myth, the same origin story, and you accounted for the world in the same way. And when tragic events happened, you explained them in the same way. And this is really important. You had the same ideas about what was good and what was evil. And that sort of thing is actually really powerful in making you feel united with somebody, which is why in today's world, we're so often drawn to people who share ideas with us. You know, there was something very comforting and safe in in being around people who have a shared narrative. Now, unfortunately, in today's world, we are around a huge plurality of narratives, which it has its positives as well, you know, downsides and negative and upsides. Um, but this is totally new. The world used to be just a shared narrative and it had firm social bonds. Now, with the advent of agriculture, this began to change shape. All of the sudden, private property ownership became important. It wasn't really previously. Nobody had land, nobody had claims to land, but all of the sudden, it became a really big question of who owns this land, who's growing these corn stalks, you know, who's growing this wheat, became a very important question for power and for the regulation of society. And there are many people who theorize that this is when actually people became much more concerned about paternity because previously it maybe it might not have been such a big deal and sexuality might've been much more fluid between partners. And, but once you have property, you want to keep it and you want to hand it down. And so it becomes a really big question of whose son is who. And then all of a sudden nuclear families begin to become much more prominent in the conceptualization of connected space, you know, how you relate to one another. And these families continue to exist within tribes and they still have shared stories and gods and and what have you, but nuclear families became much more important. Now that doesn't really that can be really isolating actually um, for it might not have happened right away. You know, families still existed within tribes and then in ancient Greece and Rome in city States. And these became more anonymous, but they were still, they were still a singular community with a, with a unified community, you know, with, with a set of goals. Definitely. You know, they were these ancient Greek city States like Sparta, you know, they were, Athens, they were so oriented on the preservation of of their city, of their polis, what it was called. So um, that endures for for quite a while. Um, But eventually, as cities began to grow, as people move out of the countryside, and this is hundreds of years later in, in the Middle Ages and moving out of the Middle Ages and the modernizing period, the Industrial Revolution, begin to see uh, the anonymization 
of our interactions with people, right? Because these urban centers grow and all of a sudden the world is way too big to have a community, you know, a firm community. You might have your own particular religious community, which became a thing uh, in the modernizing period as religions began to diversify and multiply. Uh, but there was more anonymity and there was more opportunity to be sequestered away into your family. And this was definitely a problem for women uh, increasingly, right? Because you could become a part of your house, you know, your role was domestic and men might go out into the world and do stuff. But um, this was increasing throughout, you know, the few hundred years leading up to now. In the 1920s, cities really began exploding. And nowadays we live in these massive metropolitan centers and we live in worlds that are incredibly diverse and so we don't share narratives we don't share beliefs with the people that we live next to we might not even share interests we might really dislike them you know a lot we might have to avoid them um all this sort of stuff all of a sudden we are juxtaposed with people with whom we feel very unfamiliar and perhaps unsafe and that is just such a radical change from, from the situation that we were in 10,000 years ago, you know, even 2,000 years ago. And a, paralleling this change has been a rise in individualism, which is new. Individualism is, uh, there's actually scholarship uh, that calls it weird. And the, all of the letters, it's an acronym for something, and I won't be able to tell you precisely what they are right now. But uh, I is the individualism is the I and the weird. And then there are other um, phenomena categories that exist alongside it. Now, where does this individualism come from? Because it, there are other countries in the world that have modernized, but they haven't become as hyper individualistic as we have here um, in the States and other countries that identify as the quote unquote West. Why are we so individualistic? Actually, um, some theorists think it's because of Christianity, which is very interesting, the rapid growth of Christianity a couple thousand years ago. Prior to the growth of Christianity, uh, people identified with their families and their city-states, which is very interesting. That's where your loyalty was. That's where your purpose was. And after the events around Christ and especially the theorizations of Paul, the apostle Paul, there became this idea, there existed this idea that it was the individual. It was your innerness. It was what you believed in your own heart. That was your salvation. It was no longer you going off to war for your particular clan it was no longer you practicing the role that was allocated to you in your city state. All of a sudden, the your personal subjective relationship, your belief, your interaction uh, with the ideas, uh, your relationship, your personal relationship with Jesus Christ was really important. And this wasn't the only reason, but it was one of the reasons why Christianity was so catching. Another was because it was uh, this individualism liberated in a sense, it began the liberation of so many people because in this very hierarchical culture before then there was, uh, the, like the patricians and the plebeians, right? There was, and that, that was a division in ancient Rome. The patricians were the citizen class and they were allowed to vote and they had so many rights. And we often talk about 
those ancient times, we romanticize them, but there was a very small group of uh, leaders, the firstborn males of households, you know, that, and then eventually other males were, were allowed in, but they were the ones that had rights and women didn't, um, men lower on the hierarchy in a family didn't, there were slaves, uh, quite a few slaves, um, in that culture. And all of a sudden when Christianity rolled around and Paul really worked out this theology, there came this idea that individuals were worthwhile and all were equal in front of God and had uh, equal standing and right in a sense. And of course, this uh, was a very imperfect delivery of the message, but it did plant seeds of individualistic thinking. And now this was woven in various ways throughout the next several hundred years. But individual rights were important. And we also saw in the Middle Ages the rise of commerce and people on a very individualized basis began to uh, take maybe to move to cities, began to practice their trades, uh, began to uh, trade between different feudal systems, between different lords, between different knights. Uh, and this sort of got the wheels of capitalism going. And there had also been, finally, uh, this injunction, which I talk about with um, Amod Lele, I think it's episode 28 of this podcast, not sure. Look for a mode lele. Uh, we talk about individualism. We talk about uh, the origins of the, uh, the injunction to be yourself. Now, that actually does stem from the Greeks. It's before Paul in Christian theology, but there was this idea that you should strive to uh, be yourself. And that was woven carried throughout different threads in society and in philosophy and um, began blossoming, you know, a, a few hundred years ago and really began taking off as people began to question the authority of the church. You know, there is an irony in a sense in that the church or the theology rather uh, related to Christianity gave people this idea of their individual worth. And then eventually uh, it manifested as a questioning of the church's authority and the multiplying of different religious worldviews and then the development of science as people began really questioning things and looking to base their beliefs on their own reason. And this all just sort of snowballed together. Injunctions to be yourself, to think for yourself, to earn money for yourself and your family all became deeply intertwined. And now we live in a world, right, where we are so on our own and we have to choose our own beliefs. And of course, you're born into them, but you still know that so many others exist around you and you have the freedom to choose a different one if you want. And some people might try to convince you and you need to decide who you are amidst the sea of diversity. Uh, and this is problems for loneliness. You know, we definitely feel less connected. We feel more isolated. We feel more like islands, all of us. And this is a huge contrast to other parts in the world in which people are still still uh, deeply embedded in their families, 
you know, deeply embedded in shared meaning and shared narrative and not encouraged to break out of it, you know, and of course there were problems to that as well, but this just highlights the, the difference, you know, and the problem of loneliness in the West. And this isn't to say that there isn't loneliness in cultures that are more collectivistic because there certainly are. And especially as they are picking up on uh, the ideas of uh, being yourself and finding your new communities that, that are sort of coming out of this individualistic culture in the West. You know, previously in the last episode with Dr. Ellie Pierce, we talked about how nowadays we have communities based on shared interest. You know, we construct our own communities. And that's another thing. We're constructing our own this, constructing our own that. Everything we have to do, we have to build for ourselves. And that's just, that's just kind of a fact of this world and there's no way around it, but it's, I think, important to know it and it can help us in our quest to connect with people because it provides a way to understand our own emotions, to understand why we might feel lonely, to understand why we might feel anxious about making connections, to understand why uh, we might feel so isolated all the time. And if we can understand these things, then we can perhaps move forward remediating them. You know, we can begin to plant roots in local communities. We can do our best to uh, unite our shared threads, our different stories, our different narratives. We can do our best to share in these things with people, you know, and to have a purpose that feels related to the broader whole, not just to ourselves, but to everybody. And that can be really helpful as a defense against loneliness. There's a lot more that I could say on this topic, obviously. You know, I basically just talked about the last 10,000 years of individualism and loneliness <laughs> in this culture, particularly. Uh, but it, it was a broad overview, but I think important. And I just sort of wanted to elevate the historical threads that have led to such a unique moment of isolation here in the, in the modern West. And that's what I did. This has been episode number 32X. Uh, to reiterate, I to reiterate, I have uh, not been, because of iTunes policies, I've said this in a previous episode, but I mentioned it again, uh, because of policies on podcasting platforms, I'm no longer publishing the num- publicizing the numbers uh, of these podcasts in, in the same way I was before, but it is still number 32X and I will provide links, specific and high quality links in the show notes to any kinds of episodes that I reference so you can find them easily. Uh, as for example, Dr. Amode Lele, episode number 28, he's a few down from this one. So Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, It has been an honor and a privilege as ever to share these ideas with you here on the Naked Humanity Podcast. I am Stephanie Ruper. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stephanie Ruper. Please do get at me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you next week. (music) 